your comic book pit. Okay. Episode 297. I'm Dan, and uh, we've got a, we got a full house today. So on the couch, we've got uh, Jared and Sean. Hello. Howdy. And then over at the table here, we got Caitlin and Link. Hello. Hey. And uh, and I'm I'm Dan. If I didn't say that already, I don't know for did I say that? I probably didn't. But uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you did. But <laughs> who are you? Who's Just reset this, it. Who's this I'm stranger? <laughs> don't talk to strangers. Um, You're only the constant on the, on the show. So. <laughs> yeah, if you don't if you don't know me by now, then uh, you must be brand new to the show. You never ever ever knew me. What is that? <laughs> You're Duke, right? Oh, I'm definitely not. That's Duke. Jared. You're Duke. <laughs> I'm Nick Marino. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> pulling it, going back in, in, in the in the wayback machine for yeah. that one. Uh, well, as we approach a milestone, it's always good to reflect that's on, true. on what came before us. That's true. That's true. Nick, Nick was very instrumental in, in the uh, the you know in comic book pits early days, and uh, and you know, and actually, the, I think this is the second episode in a row we've we've mentioned Nick. <laughs> he's not even he doesn't, he doesn't even live here anymore. He's you know, you know but but uh, he's still great. You know, we still love Nick. Um, but uh, yeah, this is comic book pit, and uh, we if you're a new listener, welcome. We usually do uh, a comic book review show and a conversation episode uh, separately. We're going to flip it a little bit this time. We're going to start with our conversation episode because uh, we've got some something pretty big to talk about. I mean, like probably the biggest uh, news story this year for for comic books. Uh, we lost Stan Lee. That's, I mean, that's probably. Would you say? Would you agree? That's like the biggest. Saddest thing that's happened this year in the world of comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. So, um, Stan, who you know, he lived to be 95 years old, which is no small feat. Um, I think it's uh, it's not exaggeration to say that he was probably one of the, if not the most inst- uh, like influential. Uh, Know, creators or just faces of the industry? I'd say face of the industry. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say, if, I mean, Sean and I years ago on our old podcast figured out how to debate on like the merits of Stanley. I don't, do you remember that episode? Well, I think you took the more, Jack side and I, I took the Stan I side. It was more of like Stan versus Jack. It was. And, and it was like the merits of like who, you know, who, who deserves credit or whatever. Mm-hmm. And as, as I reflect on Stan's legacy, 
he was more of a, uh, I'd say, face. You definitely the, the promo guy. I think that's really what his legacy is. I mean, he mm-hmm. he was an idea guy, and you can't deny him that. But I think ultimately, what it stands as is he was the promoter of it all. He mm-hmm. was the cheerleader. He was the one that went out there and and spearheaded the awareness of what it can be. Yeah, the medium. So that I think that's what we should remember him as. Did mm-hmm. you see the cartoon on Facebook where he's, like, at a drawing board penciling and then you're, like, <laughs> no. page away at the end? Did I ever? <laughs> it's like, wow, well, imagine well, this heart-touching tribute to Stan Lee and yet you have no idea what he did. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, there's there, there's definitely a, a, a large element of the population that just uh, – I mean, to be fair, a lot of people just don't know how the sausage is made. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we're, we're probably the few – you know, some of the few, like, you know, the fans – of the medium really know what goes into making a comic book. But like the general public, like the people that watch uh, big bang theory and think, Oh, this is what geekdom's all about. Yeah. You know, and this is what, what it's like to be a, you know, a nerd or a geek or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. like just that broad general idea of what it, you know, that Stan Lee created all these and, you know, and to be fair, I'm, you know, there were for many years, he did not correct people. You know, he did take a lot of credit where credit wasn't due. Um, and I think over the years, I think, you know, more of that credit went back to Jack and Steve Ditko and other creators as the movies, you know, started coming out. And I think maybe um, it's – sorry. Uh, oh, go ahead. I think maybe as he realized as he was getting older that, you know, he needed to share some of that stuff. I Personally, I kind of wish he would have did it earlier, mm-hmm. like in his age. Like, at least in the 70s, you know, when he was touring around those universities, talking at those universities about stuff, about comics, mm-hmm. it would have been kind of nice for him to kind of be like, yeah, me and Jack, or yeah, me and Don, or yeah, me and Steve. Um, I think maybe now, I guess when he was just getting older, you know, he was like, yeah, I should probably share this spotlight. I didn't create all this on my own. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of maybe correcting before he knew that, you know, his time was up. Yeah. So. What I would say definitely like the the power of the Internet, the power of social media probably helped course correct a lot of that. Because you, you figure back in the 70s and 80s, like aside from, you know, writing an article or something, like how mm-hmm. would you get the word out? Like how, how does a Jack Kirby stand up and say, oh, I, I did that? You know, I mean, who, who's he gonna who's he gonna tell it to? Yeah. You know, who's gonna who's gonna listen? But as well as I'll give Stan one thing, he he legitimately knew how to do an interview, mm-hmm. like outside of like you know Steve Dicko, who you don't have a current picture of him. Well, he's long gone, but um, you don't have a current picture of him besides the one from 1965, and Jack he tended to ramble on about whatever popped in his head. Mm-hmm. I mean, he might be on point on a lot of stuff, but you kind of needed like a dance card to figure out what he all meant. Oh, yeah. Where Stan, you know, he's charming. He tells jokes. He's sucking you in on all this stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, who are you going to believe when it came to created what? Right. The guy that's charming is like, yes, of course I did. <laughs> you know, I did this or I did that, you know. Yeah. Or the guy that's kind of stammering and, you know, kind of losing you already. But yeah. yeah. He's very interesting. 
Mm-hmm. But well, and, and and going back to like, you know how, you know Marvel Comics came to you know be in the in the the spotlight in the you know and you know become part of pop culture. I mean, you know as as artists like like you said, Sean, like a lot of artists are artists for a reason. Like they're you know they're or they're more comfortable at their drawing table, you know, hunched over a, a piece of art for hours than actually talking about it or trying to sell someone on their art, you know. So so you needed someone like a Stan Lee to go out there and say, look how great this is. Like, mm-hmm. this is not just for kids. This is for everybody. You know, this, this has – this is a piece of – uh, you know, it's, it's art and literature. This has a message. This has something to say. Um, so, you know, I, I, I kind of equate it with like, you know, that Stan Lee was like the, you know, the, like the Steve Jobs of Marvel. Like yeah. he was the Walt Disney See, of, you know, uh, you know, like the just, yeah. Funny enough, uh, the day after, I had a couple coworkers of mine come in. First, all they're like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. Did you hear the loss?" And I'm like, yeah, "I heard the loss." <laughs> I, I don't get sad when certain stars yeah. like he, he they brought like your grandpa died. Yeah, it's not yeah. like my grandpa died. Yeah, I'm a big comics fan, but I'm not gonna I, like shed they, a tear. They brought you a covered dish. <laughs> a little bit. Of, it's it's okay, guys. I'm all right. Uh, I also had people like messaging me like, "I'm so sorry about Stan." I'm like, I wasn't at his bedside. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry about him too, but I wasn't there. I need a few days. What's the bereavement yeah. leave for a uh, media icon? For a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like it's boss, okay, I'm gonna need guys. a week off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see, I should have played that up. There you go. Like Stan Lee died. I'm, I'm a big comics fan. I, I can't handle it no more. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I had this conversation to try to describe what Stan Lee was. And I try to dial back on my end because I am a bit of a Jack Kirby fan. Mm-hmm. When it came on that argument, who created what? Mm-hmm. I do give Stan a lot of credit on being that face of comics and drawing people in from the outside. And, you know, you can't stop, like, or you can't stop. You cannot like um, Stan's soapbox. Like, he had that. You know I mean, he mm-hmm. also did, like, the credits page. He's like, hey, I'm going to put the credits page right on the front so mm-hmm. people know who did what. Mm-hmm. So I give him credit on that one. Um, but uh, as the conversation went, uh, generally when I'm talking to people, they don't, you know, watch a lot of pop culture, or read a lot of comics. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to give it like on a an everyman term. Mm-hmm. So eventually we came to Chuck Knoll. So I was like, yeah, I yeah, I would consider him Chuck Knoll of comics. That's a good you know for for. Like Pittsburghers, he, that's a that, that, that's a good analogy. Yeah, he, yeah. or yeah, or the like the like he, he was our like Myron Cope. Yeah, you know, he's yeah. <laughs> I actually prefer that analogy. The Myron Cope. The Myron yeah. Cope. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I figured he just knew how to. He knew what good talent was. He knew when people, like, he knew when to reel back Jack and when mm-hmm. to let Jack go do his thing, or when to let Steve do his thing, mm-hmm. like. Later, like, uh, report, not reports, making it all sound crazy <laughs> like it. But uh, stories go that later when Steve Ditko was about to leave uh, Marvel, you know, sometimes Steve wouldn't even show up. Like, he would just turn in the pages and enroll. 
maybe get his check, I guess. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't even talk to Stan. Stan easily could have been like, you know what? I don't need these pages. But he probably looked at him like, these are gorgeous. I will use mm-hmm. these. I didn't need to intervene. I don't need to say nothing. Steve does what he does. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of feel that's what he he knew. He knew when he had good talent and when to just say, you guys do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Make it great. I was reading a Twitter thread. It was with like Eric Larson and Kurt Busick, sort of on that topic there of particularly the Ditko Lee, like amazing Spider-Man issues. And there was like a chunk of that run created where they didn't communicate with one another. They hated one another. They wouldn't speak to one another. They would go out of their way to avoid one another. And it was just like Steve Ditko would turn in pages. And I think that was all this way. They pretty much they said Stan's creative process was you get like, here's the bad guy. Here's like the twist. Go. If that. Like if mm-hmm. that, and then the artist would then put it all together and put notes in the margins for like where the thing was going, and Stan would script it. Mm-hmm. So when they talk about like the Marvel method, that's it, not the same as like the Stan method. Mm-hmm. Like he, that's why I said like idea guy. He was that. That's all it was like idea guy, and then it just the dialogue. But a lot of it, and so they said a lot of the Ditko like we Spider Man stuff was just it was Steve Ditko. So pretty much he was the plotter. And Stan was a scripter. Mm-hmm. And then they said that because of their lack of communication, it worked for the most part, but there was some like really glaring stuff that just, because they weren't working together, there was this things that just did not join up. It didn't jive yeah. like on the page. Actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I could see that. I mean, it, you know, what, comics as a collaborative process, I mean, you guys know is it's, it, you know, it takes a lot to, you know, a lot of communication. Yeah. Um, which, you know, of course, it, it, that's easier now. We've got so many methods of communication. But back then, it's like if you, you know, if you weren't on the phone or if you weren't face-to-face. And if you hated the person and didn't even <laughs> want to look at them. Yeah, yeah there's that too. <laughs> so, the, so, I mean, any collaborative effort, comics, whatever, mm-hmm. re, you know, does require an open line of communication yeah. to be successful. So I guess it stands to their talent. They created what they did when they – couldn't even stand to look at one another so you talked about like not correcting the record and you talked about like oh maybe you know at that point in time he probably wasn't too uh motivated to correct the record Mm -hmm. because there was still animosity with everybody which i think for the most part i think does wane with age i think as you get closer to the end you let some stuff go some people you know they hold grudges i always just kind of figured at the time when marvel was starting to be in the papers and you know Maybe he probably had a bit of a big head. I mean, the dude liked to talk about himself, not to talk ill on the dead. But well, well, no, I mean, I, one of one of Stan's you know greatest creations was himself. Yep. Mm-hmm. Stan the Man Lee. I mean, that was his, probably um, you know his, him branding himself was genius. I mean, he, if you think about it, he probably only really worked creatively for marvel for a decade mm-hmm. like you know the, the 60s yeah. to the early 70s and then what he turned it over to uh what roy thomas uh-huh right yes and then he was still around you know he was still the, the or he, then he went from like editor-in-chief to publisher or something like that whatever um you know title he gave himself yeah and then and then he eventually made his way out to hollywood because then you know he was trying to get Marvel 
you know, in on TV and movies and and like that was his, you know, that was his next great adventure was, uh, you know, getting Marvel in in front of everyone, not just in you know the pages of comics, but um, you know, so th- and and I, I guess to do that he had to be larger than life, you know, to to be the I I, th- I think I always remember him um, in my like the, my earliest mem- uh, memories of Stan um, when he was the narrator of yes. um, Spider Man and his amazing friends. Yep, yeah, yeah, that's what I was yeah. thinking. Of so, too. you know that that's my first like kind of memory of like oh who's this guy like he, he sounds really like like he kind of sounds like my grandpa <laughs> but 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 he's talking about like Spider Man and this is awesome and. So I don't know, like yeah, because I mean, in that, and so you can't really fault people for thinking that he was the be all end all behind it because he was the, that voice at the beginning. Every Marvel comic for how long said Stanley presents? I mean, you can mm-hmm. fault him for not correcting the record, but at the same time, he's you don't want to bog people down with uh, minutia mm-hmm. either. So I, I get it, you know. If you just here's what we do, and so yes, he's the big lively. Sp- face in front of everything and he's the voice you hear at the beginning of the show and he's the mm. name you see at the top of the of the splash page i mean and then so if you're trying to sell this medium the last thing i mean get hooked in first and then you get you can get bogged down with the details mm-hmm. but if you try and just like well really there's artists and inkers and letters and assistant and like, editors and nobody really cares about like 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 you said the minutiae like nobody really cares about that no you, you got to earn that right you got to earn that that care i don't think like i mean you know i love my iphone and I, and i know there are probably like a thousand people that were instrumental in making it but you don't need to know but, about the 7 year old uh you know child laborer who put that thing together right I just, you just need to know about steve jobs and right. that connection to the world yeah i just need steve jobs <laughs> to tell me you know or you know the ghost of Steve Jobs or, you know, the hologram of Steve Jobs yeah. to tell me to buy this, you know. His or, consciousness is uploaded into the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, I need, I, like, Steve. I need, like, Papa John to tell me to buy this pizza. Ooh, well, Ooh, no, I no, no, I, 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 I do not like that. that. That's a bad example. I don't like Papa John's pizza. <laughs> I never liked it anyways. And, that, and that's, yeah. I always knew something was up with that guy. You know what always got me? You know what? He has no upper lip. I never know. Really? <laughs> I swear, he's so weird to look at. <coughs> I it always, you know, the first thing about Papa John's pizza was like that stupid pepper in the pizza box. It was just so pretentious. I was like, why? I don't need this. <laughs> oh, it's. I remember when I was in college, everyone loved it. Like, oh, this is the best pizza ever. I'm like, no, it's horrible. And this pepper just infuriated me. What pepper are you talking? There's like a little. Yeah, pepper. you get a pepper with the. Yeah, yeah just oh. a random like pepper in well, the corner it's of the to box. Eat it afterwards. See, I always remember the. They were the first ones to include the little uh, little tub of uh, like dipping, yeah, yeah. The, the butter yeah. dipping. Thought like I was like, oh my gosh, this is the most amazing thing ever. But and I'm like, oh, you yeah. know, now it's just melted butter. Yeah, yeah. It's like who cares? It, it's still terrible. Melted pizza. by the heat of his racism. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we have really gone off the rails. That's okay though. Stanley, Papa John's is terrible. So back to Stanley. Excelsior. Excelsior. <laughs> Listen up, true believers. Don't <laughs> eat Papa John's pizza. <laughs> um, Although Stan was a pretty good advocate on like uh, progressive issues at oh, the yes. time. Oh, absolutely. From the very beginning, essentially, yeah. when people were like in the '60s, people were still fighting against equal rights, and he was 
speaking out for mm-hmm. an end to all of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, one that always comes to mind is, um, what was it, issue 22, Fantastic Four, 23, where the hate monger comes to town and he spreads all his hate everywhere and then uh, eventually the Fantastic Four all hate each other and then they realize they all need love. Don't they always hate each other? Well, this was too <laughs> this was more extreme. this was more hate. Yeah, this was more more hate. They hated him, hated yeah. each other for I forget what. But. Well, I mean, there's so many things that you can look at. I mean, to, to you know, um, I think the one of the biggest things with you know, Stan did, like when he did the the, the drug issue, the, yeah. the the Harry Osborn the, drug issue of Amazing Spider-Man, that um, they they weren't going to let him put the comics code stamp on it so he's like screw it then then there's no comics code stamp on this one but we're telling this story mm-hmm. you know and whether or not he felt it felt strongly about it personally or he felt strongly about it because he's like this will be great for sales or the college kids will like this one but it was still important the way he was saying it, it was more like his country asked him to do it and he was like i feel it's my obligation to do this and yeah. it's like okay stan you go do it mm-hmm. and then comics code is like no <laughs> he's like yes yeah uh black panther of course that's a nice one yeah so that's right um trying to think what else i don't know the man was prolific on it, yeah. at least during the 60s on creating stuff so mm-hmm. well you know and he definitely wasn't you know they they, they weren't shy about trying you know you know, new things. I mean, or different characters. I mean, with the X Men, yep. mm-hmm. Doctor Strange. I mean, they, 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 they definitely, you know, thought outside of the box. Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah, I, mean, I was watching it last that, night, and I was your, like, oh, there you go. It's your classic. You know, like you know, advo- advocating for people with disabilities mm-hmm. in a sense. Um, but I think he even wrote like a famous issue. I have yet to read it, but it was like, uh, was it Daredevil forty eight? Uh, I think it's like "Come with me, my brother" or something like that. I don't know. I'm gonna have to look that one it's up. It's a. It's yeah. like the. I think Daredevil's blind, oh. and he and another blind man helps him. He's blind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like he's actually like he can't he use his radar. Star. Like, yeah, oh, he doesn't. So have he's oh, okay. He's, he's only blind now. Yeah, yeah. he's only blind now. <laughs> and I think like a, I think a black guy that's blind helps him get out of trouble. Okay. I can't That's remember. Right. Yeah, I think I think you're right. So, yeah, old DD. Um, DD is actually one of those characters. I, I'm somewhat interested. I've read like the Kevin Smith arc, okay, and yeah. uh, I think that's about it. Unfortunately, Ooh, we got to get you some. We got to get you caught up, man. Get some Daredevil Essential yeah. Volume Four. Yeah. I came real close to get the Daredevil Essentials, the '64 one. Mm-hmm. But it didn't appeal to me all that much, only because I'm not a. I like Wally Wood, okay. but I'm not a big Wally Wood fan. Oh, Daredevil Yellow, I did read that. That was, was pretty good. Yeah, that was a good throwback. The uh, the Mark Wade run from a few years ago was good. Yep. Oh, yeah, that was perfect. Yeah, it was really well done. Right. I mean, there's always the and I mean for me there's always the Frank Miller, the Born there, Again. There's so many big names tied to Daredevil. It's yeah. ridiculous. Uh, oh yeah. Like Bendis, Brubaker. I did wanted to read the Bendis one when it was coming out. I, that I was, was pretty a, good. A fan of Bendis. So. I actually, I actually feel that um, out of all the runs, to me, like looking back and um, rereading them, the Kevin Smith one is probably the one that holds up the least for me. 
I haven't revisited it. I've, I kind of want to just because. Uh, did you complete season three of Daredevil? I actually just started it last night. Oh, you just started it. <laughs> so I'm on thir- the. We're on the fourth episode. I just finished it uh, this week, Friday. We we don't really binge, but uh, we did the last four episodes on Friday how, night. How good was that season? I loved that season. That was so good. Nice. The only, the first half of episode ten, like the, there's like Karen Page like backstory. Yeah. And I'm and I'm like, all right, I need to earn my trust. I'm like, all right, let's do this. Let's see how this is going to tie into like what their arc is. I'm like, and it it it, it done it didn't. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like we, we're gonna finally get around to like addressing things. With yeah, them. yeah. I'm like, oh, and I thought it would like Which, loop back in and like you know reinforce some like her current arc, and it didn't. Just some of that yeah. filler that they always tend to fall back on. But I'm in a way, I'm glad they just did that and got it out of the way because I feel like we've been waiting for that since season one. And then it was, as I think, it was like the next episode. She like there's like two lines where she recaps it. She's talking to Matt. I'm like, there it was. Like you could have saved a half hour. <laughs> I yeah. mean, if anything, it showed us why she's such a good shot and why she can drink like she can. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yep. All right. Looks like I'm looking forward to a, yeah. a Karen drinking episode. So. I also enjoyed that episode just to show the acting talent of Deborah. Yeah, she's really, yeah. She's come a long way since True Blood. That is true, yeah. I, like, oh, Blood, my God. I forgot she was on. Yeah. I didn't realize. I never made the connection. Yeah. On True Blood, but yeah. Yeah, I really liked her in that. But, no, yeah. she's definitely... Got some range. Yes. Wow. Cool. This blew my mind. I didn't even realize that was her. Okay. I, don't know. I never watched True Blood, but my wife said, oh, yeah, that's the, the woman from True Never Blood. made yeah. that connection. Okay. That's cool. So uh, I don't know if I, if I brought this up to you guys or if I was talking to someone else about this, but correct me if I'm wrong, but did Karen Page oh, cry, cry in every episode of this season at one point? I'm pretty Almost. sure she cried, mm. either because she was upset about something, she was sad, she was happy. Yeah, uh, yeah she happy. <laughs> she, all, every every range of tears. Yeah, there's a lot of crying. Yeah, I Karen embraces that. her feels. She sure does, <laughs> and she's not afraid to show it, which is fine. No, I I just don't, like not feel bad, but I was like, it, it, I mean, they they definitely give her a lot to do, but I'm like she's definitely always crying about something. Yep. So, no, it, it was it was a strong. Strong season, and I was really, and I was just. That's why we did. Def- I was like, I gotta just keep watching this. Like, oh, hopefully, there's a season four. I think so. You I know like what? Though? I mean, after this season, definitely not after season two. But yeah, well, it's just up to Netflix. But you know yeah. what? Yeah. I thought there was going to be a season three of Luke Cage, but that apparently. Which season two was so amazing? Yes. How could they do this to us? Yes. Well, I'm sure that has a lot to do with what Marvel's going to be doing with their streaming service. In the sounds like, it sounds like that was a political choice. You hear, reading the reports, as you mentioned, like of, like season three was like all set to go, and then I guess there was some political beef with Netflix and Marvel Studios that they yeah, kiboshed I, I was hearing creative differences. Which yeah, usually yeah, that famous term. Information. Yeah. yeah. I still haven't watched Iron Fist, and I don't feel any I compulsion really to. Yes. I hear that. I, I, I went and like read like a spoiler article okay, on it. Yeah. It was like I don't feel like spending thirteen hours. That's on what this. I keep hearing too. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it has that nasty taste in my mouth yeah. of the first episode. <laughs> I like, got you. I didn't think I liked it as much as I did, but I think I liked it more than. Wait, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe Luke Cage. Hmm. Maybe. 
Wow. We got to go through Jessica See, Jones in my house. The, the last season of Luke uh, Cage, like the first half of the season was like really slow. Then maybe yeah. about like five, episode five or six, it like caught fire. And I'm like, all right, now mm-hmm. it's good. Mm-hmm. I think the problem with those Marvel Netflix shows is they force in 13 episodes and the, it, it's, I was gonna say that's why uh, I kind of liked Iron Fist because I think it was like ten. Oh really? It was like nine or ten. It was like a short. That's season. why. Oh, you know, like, like yeah. Iron Fist. Like you don't need to yeah. do. Like, I remember the first season of Jessica Jones had like some filler where she goes to that apartment and that like rich lady who's like yeah that was phobic kind of, of superhero. I'm like why yeah. are you doing filler? Like you yeah. don't have to do filler episodes. You're not you're a streaming service. You're not you know <laughs> you're not bound to like network sensibilities. Like right. you can just do. Like That's whatever, why, you know. I I went back recently and I rewatched Defenders, and that was, you know, I mean, for, it had its peaks and valleys, but it was only eight episodes. Yeah, and they were eight tight episodes. Yeah, like I don't know why yeah. they just don't do that. Yeah, like they don't need to. Be- well, I think that was the the hang up with the Luke Cage season three that the guys, uh, the Luke Cage people wanted to do lesser episodes, and I think Netflix wanted them to do thirteen, and it's like, why? <laughs> yeah. You know, just go to, was it Disney Plus? Is that going to be their streaming service? Yeah. So, I, so part of me was like, is this just like some sneaky end round to uh, you know just move I everything over to it. that? I wouldn't doubt it when it comes to that. But that just sucks. I don't want to pay Disney. I don't want. I don't want another service. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah. it, the uh, the entertainment industry seems to have missed the message. Like <laughs> the problem with cable was like, remember for years? I don't know if yeah. you guys did, but I was like, oh man, I wish I could like pick the channels. Yeah, like a la carte. Get, like an a la carte, like instead yeah. of like these like religious channels and then the, like the shopping channels and then like three channels that I actually care about. I wish I could just get those ones that right. I want. Mm-hmm. So then they like, sort of like Netflix comes along, sort of like does that. Like here's like all the content you like, yeah. but I don't want. A million streaming services. Yeah. yeah. Like I want, like I, I want like my one stop, like cable. Yeah. But I want the channels that I want. So I kind of mm-hmm. want like an, I'd like a Hulu and a Netflix and a Disney, but I don't want to have like three separate bills for that. I right. want <laughs> give me like a Netflix channel, a Hulu channel, and a Disney channel, yeah. and yeah. like you keep all that rest. So I don't know what. The, maybe in twenty years we'll finally yeah, get. Well, Studies have been showing piracy has increased for some reason. Oh, Gee, I, I wonder like why. Yeah, yeah. It could be because there's uh, twenty. Is that close? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's Stanley. Hello, true believers. Boo. Netflix <laughs> is awesome. But yeah, no, there's um, like twenty different streaming services, like. The, the DC yeah. thing, and now they're all kind of wrapping it in. Like the DC has the right idea, where it's like, here's you probably want to get this so you can watch like Titans and Young Justice yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then here's a whole bunch of comics and other. And other yeah, that's kind of cool. Is yeah. that it's like all their media in like one hub? Yeah, mm-hmm. is that that seems like a, a wise? That seems to be and like that's the, neat. The direction yeah, because right you go at, like there's the li- movie of the library, library yeah. of the movies. And then didn't you say it was like limited the collect the comic book collections? Right yeah, now, yeah the the comic collections are to me very disappointing. Like here's ep- issue two really? of Heckler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, yeah, it really is. It's like, like the, the comic book app within the DC. Yes, it's it's very rudimentary. It's and I I've said this already. Like and I'll keep saying it because I I, just, I don't understand it. How after um, you know. Marvel Unlimited already went through their lumps trying to figure out their comic app. And then you've got Comixology. And, 
you know, that they've already laid the groundwork to do this. But DC comes along and they're like, oh, we'll just put up one one uh, issue of Dark Knight Returns, and that'll be it. Or like, we'll, we'll put up two issues of Crisis on Infinite Earths, but forget the rest. Just give you a taste. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. But but here's 40 issues of Hitman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't. It makes no damn sense. Like they've got nice. Run, they've got runs of characters that are they're fine comics. I I, I read Hitman. I read um, the Kate Spencer Manhunter back in the day. I loved it. But if you're going to be starting your your service, you got to start with the big guns. Mm-hmm. You got to give someone like. 40, 50 issues of Batman, yeah. Superman, Wonder Woman, Justice League, Green Lantern, Flat. I mean, you know, I and and I know there's way more out there to read, but it's like it, 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 that seems like like just a no brainer to me. Yeah, but they're they're very inconsistent on the comics. Whereas like you could go to Comicsology and find the exact same stuff and find the entire run. You know what I mean? That's it, why I, I don't understand what, where where the disconnect is. But uh, I'm sure it makes sense to someone. But yeah. well, like I said, um, to tie it back to what we were saying, I, like I said, I just don't want all these different services. I mean, I mean it's kind of a nice idea, like to give you everything, but it's poor execution. In the meantime, like I don't want a million different subscriptions to a million yeah. different things. I don't. All yeah. your old subscriptions are losing shows because they're going to other services. So yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Yeah, you know, like you said, you know, the shows that you're used to watching on one service, yeah, are now moving to another. So I'm going to want like I'll keep my Netflix. So there's like three shows I like there, but now I'm not going to get like Disney Plus because there's like three shows I like there. Mm-hmm. And I guess you broke me down. I'll get Hulu because something moved there. I don't know. Well, the, and, and there's always you know, I'm paying for cable too, and I watch <laughs> like three shows there. See, well, I, at least. Like I don't I don't have it no I haven't I haven't uh, succumbed to it. What's that? Doesn't that just skip cable? Because doesn't Hulu Plus have like all the cable shows? Yeah, I don't know. Does it? Uh, Does it have local news? (laughs) There's there's a local news. I kind of I kind of like that's kind of like my one. I'm hesitant to like cut the cord. Well, a the internet is really the bulk of the cable bill. Yeah. And the TV is just sort of like, eh, you're here. You might as well just, like, get the TV <laughs> portion of it. That's really what it is. So, I mean, if I'm paying that much, I might as well just yeah. use a little extra and just give me my local yeah. news live and See, we, live sports. Yeah. We did cut the cut the cord. So we have uh, Netflix, Hulu, uh, Amazon. Oh, there we go. Perfect. Legit boss. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, is that a little? Because there, yeah, there was a, a little glare. screen. There was a glare. Oh. Yeah, and I'm I'm tired of looking at the at, <laughs> at the happy couple, <laughs> but I can still see them this way. Um, no, but um, yeah. So so I've had so we've kind of had to pick and choose in a sense. Um, like our, our 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 base services, we we subscribe to Netflix, Hulu. And Amazon Prime, but Amazon Prime, like that's got like a wide array, like you know that's with our ship, like we can buy stuff from Amazon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but um, and then uh, I subscribe to the CBS All Access, so I could watch Star Trek. Mm. Yeah. But I, but then you know, so I I, I think the advantage to some of the, some of these uh, services are, you can subscribe for a month, watch your shows, 
or watch your show. And then I'm, you know, and then so like so I unsubscribe from yep. CBS, and then I'm going to subscribe next year. Like I'll, I'll renew it when the new season of Star Trek mm. comes up, and I'll probably do that with um, with uh, Titans. Um, and uh, whereas, uh, like I, I haven't, like I'll wait till the uh, season one finishes, okay, and then I'll go back and renew that. So just get your trial, then binge it, yeah, your free trial, and then. Well, another thing for me, this is personally for me, is there's no app for Pirates Baseball in the summer. I mean, there's apps, but they're prone to local blackout. So even then, even with like apps, I still couldn't watch it. So you know, you can just watch Ice Melt and just get the same thrill. Oh jeez! <laughs> oh man, shots fired! I'm done. <laughs> Sean, tell us how you really feel about baseball. Jeez! Oh man. I'll just read Doctor Strange Essential Volume oh. Four again. You go right ahead. I'll let you. I'll oh let you have God. the coffee. It's getting real. It's getting oh real up in here. Man, just rip my heart out. Oh Kali my Bob. gosh! <laughs> it's the Kali pirates. <laughs> Come on. You know me, man. I love. I love Bucko baseball. Oh man. Well, they probably have an app somewhere. It's. It's not. I do, I do have an app. Yeah, I do have an app, but it's. Uh, they black out local teams. So you can't well, watch. So you can't get every Roots? game. Well, I think it's like Root Network or something like that. Again, um, local blackout. All that stuff is prone to blackouts. For they don't want they. Uh, yeah, yeah there, there's like a cartel that has that. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 the screws. Then how does Yahoo and Tumblr get access to NFL? Because I've actually watched like some streaming football. Uh, and, games. And, and then again, that comes down to yeah. the respective sports leagues and their rulings on that. Maybe baseball needs to catch up on the time. Maybe they do. Maybe they, I mean I mean I know I've I've, I've they, seen uh, like NFL games on Twitter. I mean it, it it's a thing that happens. Mm-hmm. I mean Facebook, you know, does a um I think it was like once a week was airing a MLB game on Facebook Live. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it, it just started this past season. I know they that were was doing like scores or something like that, and you can kind of figure it out. But, or like yeah, 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 yeah. There's that. I mean, there's that. There's all sorts of stuff for that. But to actually like watch the game. Um, it's not as freewheeling as that. There's particularly when you're in the market of the team, and even the, you know the idea is they want people to come down in person, not stay home and watch. I don't think they. Mm-hmm. I mean, it used to be blackouts on TV. Uh, there was a time, but they've done away with that. It seems. Can we just talk about how much of a first world privilege it is that you're talking about not being able to watch local baseball? <laughs> I acknowledge, I do acknowledge that, but that doesn't mean the pain isn't real. <laughs> well, listen to the radio like the rest of us. I have. do, listen to, and I can get the radio broadcast through the app. I used to listen. I used to listen to DVE if I wanted to listen to Steelers. Yeah, I was listening. Yeah. To we Steelers. didn't have cable to watch them, so we'd be like, okay, listen to DVE. No, I remember Myron Cope. Yeah, yeah, I remember the theater up. of the mind. <laughs> now, I remember uh, growing up, my, my uh, sitting in my my uncle's bedroom, while he would just lay there and listen to uh, pirates on his AM radio. There you go. You know, that was the saddest moment of my life. I think my favorite. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Sean. Thanks for bringing that up. Appreciate it. So, I was going to say one of my best memories of <laughs> football was uh, listening to the Chicago uh, Chicago Steeler game in December, and it was mm-hmm. like snowing, like really heavy snow, mm-hmm. and I was just listening to it and. You know they're down in Heinz Field, and I'm just watching the snow go by, and felt like I was kind of there. You mm-hmm. 
That was my best time. Because <laughs> I was drawn too. So. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think. <laughs> so basically, you're an unreliable narrator at this point. You're like, yeah. I think I was doing this. I'm always an unreliable narrator, <laughs> even to myself. <laughs> um. So so. Uh, you know, we were talking about the uh, Daredevil and Netflix shows. Is anyone um, watching anything else right now with the, with the new fall season? Are we watching any other Flash shows? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I haven't watched this week. I was out of the state, and mm-hmm. so I missed Tuesday's episode. I haven't had a chance to catch up yet. But yeah, yeah um, it's we're close. It was Halloween time. We had a bunch yeah. of spooky stuff to watch. Sure. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Sabrina. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Sabrina that was, was good. good. We need to get back on that. We watched. I think my wife and I watched like the first three episodes back to back. Same here. Maybe I'm, two. We okay. we stopped after three or four and just uh, not not for you know for lack of yeah. anything other than just too much stuff to do. Mm-hmm. I too many I, things well, to watch. My wife and I we finished it. I was a little. That last episode and the way they wrapped it up, I was like a little like yeah, I was a little like mm. yeah. But um, I don't maybe it's going to because it says like part one or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, and um, did you read the comic? Some of it, but I've never. That that one that it's like based from yeah. or yeah, okay, yeah, some, we of like some of it. Some of it, okay. I didn't read any of it, yeah. and I felt bad when we were talking to Robert Hack. I'm like, so like, did they pull anything from your comic? He's like, well, it's based on my comic. <laughs> Like, oh. <laughs> That's okay. Scott hadn't even watched the episode at that point, so Yeah, I'd watched the first episode the night before. He's like, I, didn't even, I felt bad, I didn't know it was on Netflix. So you draw comics? <laughs> <laughs> so Robert, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> why did we invite you why, on the show? Why are we here? Well hell, when you guys are mentioning like do anyone want to come see this Robert Hack guy? And I'm like, Who's Robert Hack? Mm. <laughs> Decline. Mm. But uh, no, I really liked it. It was really yeah. well done. It was really good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. I sort of became the uh, obsession, at least on my end. It was just like, we're watching like Sabrina. Let's just keep yeah, watching it. That's, mm-hmm. that's usually what we'll do. Like, we'll binge, but like, it's more like... Yeah, like, yeah, like one episode a night, yeah. and then just like that becomes the thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, right now we're watching uh, She-Ra. I started oh, watching okay. She-Ra. Yeah. I work from home most days, so I have a little luxury where I can do stuff like that. And I'm like, I want something different. Like I don't want to put on like... Sometimes I watch like news, yeah. but I'm like, eh, I get to say, you know, I need something different. I'm like, yeah. well, let's see what this Shira's all about. Yeah. And uh, so I'm like, maybe like five episodes through. It's funny. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really so funny. funny. I mean, it's so I'm watching like the first episode. First episodes with exposition are a little clunky. Yeah. And um, so like the first little bit of it was a little. There was some little rough expository stuff there. Mm-hmm. I think we're hearing you need to get on the mics a little clo- tighter when yeah. you talk. Um, but so I, I I just I'm working and it's like on my phone like right here I have it set up and it's just like half watt you know and so I just let it run and first thing I thought was like all the people that got upset over it yes like this isn't for you this was yeah, never exactly. for you this is for like for people. kids mm-hmm. and if we get something oh. from it more power to us yeah but it it if you're like a forty year old man and expect like Yashira to be like hotsy totsy <laughs> this this was yes. never intended for you so like no one cares about yeah. you yep. this is for like children i, I think the art is like, perfect on it like, yeah everything and i was and as it goes on the, the comedy it was like this yeah. is like really so funny funny i love yeah. it and it's really tight and they get to that one where that guy seahawk yeah <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> i love seahawk <laughs> and he's like some like 
like egotistical like like ship captain and, yeah. and he, it was like this is so strong. It's like a cartoon Bruce Campbell. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I watched the trailer for that uh, and uh no, I I definitely want to get on it. That looks like it's a, like you guys said, it just looks like it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And like I said, it's it's uh the writing the first half of the first episode is a little clunky because it's all set up. Yeah. Mm. But then once you get past that, like the characterization and the, like, the chemistry between them and like even the the voice acting in it is very strong. So they, they did a really good job. I remember She-Ra. I don't know if I, I, I don't remember the, the history as much. I remember She-Ra because yeah. I was a big He-Man yeah, exactly. fan. Yeah, exactly. And I had the She-Ra figure and was his name Bo then too? Like he was, yeah, a, yeah, I, I remember yeah. the heart like. Thing on him, he was like a white dude with yep. like hair like mine, <laughs> helmet hair. And then um, I had those figures, yeah. And but I don't remember anything of backstory other than I thought she was like He Man's cousin. Yeah, I think that. Okay, so I you're saying the same thing too. Okay, yeah. yeah and so like, there's like all this new like I don't remember any of this, but all right, this is cool. I'm, I'm down. I really well, like it. Anyway. Well, yeah, they start off. I mean, quote unquote spoiler, but uh, yeah, they start off where like she's part of like the enemy. Yeah. Kingdom, the bad guy. Yeah, I don't remember. Like, I don't. I don't remember any of that. Like, yeah. I don't remember Hordak like, being so she's, a part. Of, yeah, so she's remember like Hordak, a bad guy that suddenly becomes a good guy because she realized that, like, oh, I was, yeah. Well, I was she was never brainwashed bad. by the Yeah, bad she just guys. didn't know any different. No, yeah, she was raised by the Horde, and yeah. so she's like, all right, they're cool. You know? <laughs> yeah. So that's that's completely new. That was not part of the original. We okay. We're not sure. Oh, we don't know. Okay. We don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was asking. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I'm not not sure because like most of my knowledge is He Man, but even like the stuff with like the first world tech, I'm like, was that in He Man? Yeah, I don't remember Sheer being like a legacy civilization full of technology. What if they're the first? Yeah, that would be rad if that tie that in. Like this is like a total legacy, but I don't know. I don't know. I really hope that there is some like tie in with He Man because I they do the Grayskull like reference and everything, so it's kind of there. Like I don't care if they don't just do like a full on like yeah. Like I'm kind of even cool with just this very tangential type of. Uh, tie-in, but I mean, if he shows up at some point too, I'm not yeah. gonna. Yeah, oh, I would just it. like to see all those characters in this art style. Like, I don't yeah. think I would be like. Yeah, I'd like to see the character how they would characterize them because with the uh, established tone of the world that mm-hmm. they built, yeah, it could be a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't know how I'd want to see He-Man. How do you remember He-Man that much? Weren't we like babies when that was on? <laughs> no, I mean, if I was, I don't know. I had all the toys. Maybe that's just why I know. He was, like, I, he was an exceptional baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, there's the the guy with all the arms, the furry dude. I don't know their names anymore. Beast Man. Yeah, the yeah. guy with the metal jaw. Lock jaw. Yeah, yeah. 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 I had stuff. I, I, I was born in 1980, so I was yeah. like right in the uh, okay. Yeah, I, the I was wheelhouse. in 84, so. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's all right. Was, yeah, it's fine. Like, all right, you young. Old enough to know what they look like. I yeah, not remember at anything all about them. I only the remember She-Ra. Yeah. yeah, that's it. And that was like late stage. I think we'll my see, sister like and I was. I was a He-Man kid, so yeah. well, see, yeah, I was more into Rainbow Bright, so okay. <laughs> well, it's funny. So I'm, I'm older than you guys, so so I was well versed with the, the like the He-Man, like the you know the original guys, and I, I started to get out of it at a certain point, um, and I never ever got into She-Ra. The, the only the only thing I remember about She-Ra, and actually this was more recent, maybe within the past five years, was I watched the He-Man She-Ra Christmas special. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's amazing. It's so bad. It's amazing. It's it's so bad. It's good. You have to watch it. I'm pretty sure it's on. If it's not on Netflix now, it probably will be at some point okay. once we get closer to the holidays. Is but, is but like it's Skeletor is basically like you know they 
he's like the Scrooge character, and he gets like the Christmas spirit, and he's like, I like being evil. <laughs> but is, is Masters of the Universe still on Netflix? The original Masters? Yeah. Or? I don't know. Is it, it was at one point. I watched like, the first episode, and then I was like, it's a little rough. But honestly, <laughs> I kind of was watching them for a while, and I kind of felt like the stories themselves didn't hold up, but they were just kind of like fun cheese. So just having yeah. the background yeah. as you're working, and you're just like, yeah, okay. The PSAs don't hold up whatsoever. <laughs> like I'm just like, yeah. Whoa. Well, that's like like the uh, you know the GI Joe PSAs are also you know and that's the. Uh, <laughs> Oh, now what is it? It's uh, what's their say? Not uh, not one to grow on. It's uh, now you know. No, half no, the no, winning's no. half the battle. Yeah, that's half the battle. Yeah, so winning's half the battle. Or, hmm? No, knowing half the battle. Now you know, half the battle. Yeah. Well, it's like half the time the He-Man ones were just like, yeah, and this is what we did, and that's why you shouldn't eat in this expired episode, food. Yeah, yeah don't, like, don't eat weird berries in the forest. What? You Orko got a like sore tummy yeah. the entire time. In this episode, you might have seen Beastman eating human flesh. Don't do that. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. I will never do that again, Mr. Yeah, He-Man. It is out there. I like, I mean, animation is so different than normal, like, programming. Yeah. Like, you season like the, one, the, 65 the, episodes. The, the, <laughs> that's that's season. crazy. <laughs> Yeah, that it's, well, it's that's funny. Vacation, so there you go. Yeah, yeah, it didn't, it didn't, it's not the same. It, it, it's creature. funny thinking about that original animation and how much stuff they reused. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, and just, and um, a Shimer in it. That was Lou Shimer, local connection, and yeah, there was Lou Shimer yeah. stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. it all ties back to the bird. <laughs> <laughs> Pittsburgh is the center of the universe as yep. usual. So I'm curious, did uh, did anyone ever? This is probably going way back. Uh, did anyone ever? Uh, Brave, the Masters of the Universe movie with Dolph Lundgren yes. in the theater, son. Yeah. Close. Yes, sir. Really? I remember I still have stickers that from that movie. Like, oh like yeah, full, like, the key. I, it was, I started was watching it on it was, uh, uh, Courtney Cox's first like film role. I think she had been around. She was on like Family Ties prior to that. Oh, was she? Oh, okay. my fingers on the pulse. <laughs> I was one in the know eight year old back then. I remember being in the theater. <laughs> I forget what we saw, and I saw the trailer. I, f- I learned about it from like seeing the trailer in the theater, and I was just like, Pfft. and uh, yeah, yeah. I, we went and saw that in the in the movie theater when it came out. Yeah, Courtney Cox had been was a known thing. See, I just saw Short Circuit too. So. I, saw, <laughs> I saw that in the theater as well. My grandma took me to the movies quite a bit. Yeah. Went, oh, oh, I had to, had to. And then I was like, man, this is really different, but whatever. <laughs> I had a I, uh, I had a bad experience. The one time my grandmother took me to see a movie, we were on vacation. Uh, she took me to see. Uh, well, it was we were in like North Carolina. The th- local theater had two movies: mm-hmm. uh, Arachnophobia, which she refused oh to see, mm-hmm. uh, and Problem Child. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what fun we went to see? <laughs> nice. Like even as like a twelve year old, I'm like, this effing sucks, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the worst. John Ritter couldn't even say that. Movie. No. no. <laughs> Actually, my dad let me see Ghost, and I wanted to see it only because I thought it was like Ghostbusters, but I didn't know. Wait, about are you that. talking about like Patrick Swayze? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. So here's like this what was it, like, <laughs> nine-year-old, little Sean Atkins watching Demi Moore. Your and dad Patrick probably Swayze. more yeah. per- getting it on. He was probably more perplexed and like, "What? Do I want to watch this movie." I didn't understand, it, and I think I saw Whoopi Goldberg in one of the commercials, so I was like, "I like Whoopi." <laughs> well, hey, didn't she win? No, no, that was the color purple. She yeah, was nominated yeah. for I think maybe. 
I, I, but I was like, hey, my finger wasn't that deep on the ball. Goldberg, I'm there. <laughs> you, you were, but it was. When it came bad. to award season, you were. You, you've you were reached out. The, you've reached the limits <laughs> of my uh, of my uh, well, youthful you know, awareness. You know, once once award seasons came out, that was like baseball season. So yeah, you were yeah, like, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm out. Oh man. Yeah, I started watching um, Master of the Universe like on YouTube. <laughs> Uh, like last year, so it was high like, quality like VHS oh, recordings. Yes, nice. yeah, like in segments. And stuff. The, what, what, did you get like the lines? Going yeah, across? there's like the little like, uh, like tracking, tracking line. Lines. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to. Oh, uh, it is. <laughs> I we never did finish it, but I was just like, for me, for, like tracking was like a, like a sport. Like <laughs> tracking yeah, yeah. your VHS because you were yeah. like, because you, it's an your, art. You had your yeah. finger on the knob Ooh. and you're like, okay, oh, I'm almost there. Nope, nope, nope. Oh, no. see, I had up and down buttons on mine. Oh, no, see, ours was like a wheel. We'd like mm. we had like a yeah. ours was. Mine was like his. It's like up and down. And you're mm-hmm. just like looking. You're just like okay, okay. But or like you had the <laughs> tape that would not. Oh yeah, yeah. There, yeah, there were some that were just untrackable. Like we <laughs> had Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and it was like the first ten minutes was all that, and all you tried to track like the hell horribly. out of it, and you couldn't do yeah. nothing. And then it finally just worked itself out, and mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, uh, the old VHS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't miss it. I saw. You don't miss it. I don't miss VHS. Yeah. I like. I don't, I, I, I don't either, but but there was something to be said for that for yeah. that era. You know, that was that was a special. I mean, I still get know. sentimental feel if I hear like, you know, the old internet sound. I'm like, oh, that's the, the, that's <laughs> the modem, the modem dial. Yeah, the yeah. modem. <laughs> I I would love for that to still happen. You've got mail. Just to make that your ringtone. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, internet. Yeah, that's your sound. I mean. I mean, this is going to sound dumb, but like, is it, is dial-up still a thing? Like, can like if you're like if, if you actually wanted dial-up, could you get dial-up? Yeah, or I think so. You can. Yep. I think you can. Okay. Like in certain like rural yeah. areas. So you um, can still. My mother had dial-up until just a few years ago. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it is still like. There you go, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> just or you could just play Emily is away. <laughs> oh yeah. Heard that. It's a cool game. Okay. Uh, it simulates early, what nineties, like. AOL and stuff. Nice. Oh, you cool. Commun- you type stuff in and like you communicate to a person. It's like a little kind of like Doogie Howser on his computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to be Doogie Howser with that computer. What, you, you wanted you wanted to be like he was like the first blogger. Yeah. He's just, <laughs> he's just typing away about his day. And I'm Doogie's like, oh, thoughts. Yeah. Want yeah. to do that? What was Doogie's friend's name? Max. Max. Was it Max? I thought he had like yeah, a, no, like a nickname right. like Max. Like like uh, you're like on fire. Like how like how Mike Seaver's friend's name was Boner. Uh, I don't. I thought what an unfortunate uh, nickname. It may, hey, I guess it was cool at the time. It, it was for tell. I mean, it was all thought of. I don't know. I don't know why. I thought I thought Doogie's best friend's name like best friend had like a nickname like how. No, because he was all like slicked back and yeah. yeah. Max was like a cool name. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And who and then uh, Alex P. Keaton's friend was Skippy. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. Skippy. I think he only lasts like the first season. Yeah. Vinny Delpino played Max Casella. But they are all. Vinny Delpino sounds like a character name. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah I'm looking at this and like, like Max Casella sounds and, like read it and yeah. comprehend it. Like, like which part of my is the Max you know, Casella sounds normal. Vinny Delpino sounds. Oh wait, like, maybe that is the character's name, Vinny Delpino. That, that, uh, yeah, I think you're. Right. I think I Max Casella was the act. That's the why actor. I oh, okay. So, so his friend's name was Vinny. Yeah, Vinny. I was gonna say Max yeah. sounded. Max sounds too cool to be like the sidekick name. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I was wrong, but right, right at the same time. Yeah, it was close. You were close. So hey, for a thirty-year pull, I think it's not too bad. Hey, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm, no. 
mad respect. Man. That's what you're. So you were thinking Vinny Del Pino. Yeah, yeah, that is a sidekick name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's a formula or something like that. For like, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like um, oh, what's this? I always forget his name. Um, the guy um from Heroes, Matt, uh, who was in uh, Matt Parkman. Recent, yeah, Matt Parkman uh, in the the Force Awakens. Oh, like, characters uh, in it was like Snap, oh, yeah. Snap, Snap Wexley. That's it. yeah. Yeah, oh. that's like a great choice. <laughs> Side snap, but Snap Wexley sounds like a 1940s newspaper man. <laughs> yes, that too. Hey, this is Ace Reporter Snap Wexley coming at you. <laughs> is it is it ending like a vow? Is that is that part of the, the formula? No, I think I think it's a regular, a regular like why. It's just W E X. Sometimes why? Sometimes why? <laughs> oh, <there you> go. <laughs> but even uh, you know like. Uh, Foggy Nelson, Foggy. Yeah, that's, Foggy. A, that's a weird, you know. It is. Yeah, like a goofy nickname. Yeah, you gotta have a goofy nickname or and end in a vow. Did they establish why he's called Foggy in the Netflix series? No, like, I mean because his, his real name is Franklin. Yeah, yeah. But they've never explained where well, Foggy comes from. Have they? I assume they've done it in comics at some point. I don't Perhaps. know. That's. I mean, I feel like at some in, in the past fifty years they probably have had to. <laughs> yeah, like they've had to explain where Foggy comes from. Because, well, at least in the show, like, his own family even calls him Foggy. Yeah. So yeah. that means he's had that nickname since he was a kid. Yeah. yeah maybe he did something as a kid. And when we were kids, I um, I used to be a lot closer to my cousins. Mm-hmm. And one of my cousins, his name's Robert. Um, or is it Robert Eddie? No, it's Robert. That was my uncle. Anyways. But up until, like, maybe a couple of years ago... And I probably, even, if I saw him today, like, I'd probably still call him Opie. Like, mm-hmm. because of, like, a mm-hmm. little kid thing. Like, when he was, like, two or three, I think he did something, but instead of saying oopsie, he said Oopie. Yeah. <laughs> and it's what we always called him, and it's just like... You know what's funny? That's That that was my brother's nickname growing up. Was Oopie? Opie. Oh, like, Opie. Like, like, Opie from, like, Opie Taylor from... Uh-huh. But the reason is weird, because, so... um this is a long story. <laughs> so, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll boil it down. My, when, when my dad was little, he had red hair. Like, you know, like Opie Taylor had red hair. Ron Howard. Um, when, when, my, when my mom was pregnant with my brother, my dad was already calling him Opie because assuming that when he was going to be born, he was going to have red hair when he, you know, was born. He did not. But he, but he got the nickname. He still kept the nickname Opie. My next brother came out red hair he did not get to be called opie <laughs> so it's, it's really bizarre yeah he did not get the opie nickname even though even though he deserved it because he had the red hair yeah he did not get it but that's you know that's what you get when you I mean, you know prematurely nickname someone well could he be like opie too Maybe. Not like this two yeah. point oh. yeah. Opie Jr. This is, this is the better model. <laughs> Opie the third. Uh, funny enough, my 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 brother who he is actually the third in real life. Like he his you know because my dad is junior, and then when my brother was named, they named him after him, and he's the third. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's literally Opie the third. Yeah. That's what's on his birth certificate. Nice. Opie Greenwald the third. <laughs> the hospital's like, really what cool. the hell is going on here? What are you? What, much, we're gonna have to confiscate your mushrooms, Greenwald family. 
Oh. All right. Well, I think we're, we can uh, we can wrap this episode up. Uh, <laughs> It was a great, uh, honestly, though, I think it was a great conversation about Stanley and his legacy, and yeah. uh, I think we're all sad to to see him go. It's, um, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he was ninety five. We knew this day would yeah, come eventually, I mean, was, but yeah. I think yeah. none of us wanted it to to happen. But it would have been you know, interesting to see what they would have did for one hundred. So yeah, I just want to in closing on this. Um, he was an idea guy. He did great ideas, but it really was strength to the. Uh, collaborators from the early 60s because mm-hmm. he never stopped creating stuff but none of it ever took off yeah like that early 60s era marvel stuff so that right. is a testament to the people he was oh yeah creating with so, absolutely yes um he, he deserves credit for what he did but the, the co-creators really the lasting strength of them i think is more a testament to the co-creators than, yeah. yeah well you know i, I um you know there's there's a lot of uh Pro Jack people and pro Ditko people that have been coming out, and uh, you know, rightfully so. But I, I think at this point we need to we, we need to embrace the idea of you know instead of Stan versus Jack, it's you know it was Stan and and Jack because you, know, it, you, you, you really can't have one without the other. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like a Lennon McCartney thing. You know, yeah. they, they did yeah. some good stuff on their own, but nothing was ever as strong as the stuff they did together. Right, exactly. Always lasting. So yeah. Unless you count Fourth World. Uh, <laughs> See, that's getting in the weeds. And well, I, I think so. You know, Stan by himself. That, that, I mean, that, I'm that Fourth World. Okay, hold on. Fourth World is like Band on the Run. Well, Fourth World. Here, it's good. Here's the thing. But it does. It's not okay. as like as well, you know. It, it's a little more deeper cut. It does not. I don't think it has the staying power unless no. you're like a hardcore Jack. Or, or, or and even then, jet. I have to admit, <laughs> I've read some Fourth World stuff. I like a lot of it. Mm-hmm. But comparing the two, like we'll say Stan and Jack's FF mm-hmm. versus the Fourth World stuff, where Jack was just on his own. Mm-hmm. I kind of have to go with the FF because Jack, as much as is he good creator and you know world builder yeah he really had like a lot of boombastic voices in there and not like a single like there wasn't yeah anyone toned down he he needed an editor basically yeah. like i i read the uh i forget when it came out but do you remember his, it was like a a mini series at silver star mm-hmm. mini series it was just like a self like a small publisher i forget who put it out kinko's uh, <laughs> Kingo's publishing. Um, I, I found them like for a buck a piece. I picked them up because I'm like, oh, this is some you know some Kirby stuff, whatever. Um, beautiful to look at, incomprehensible to read. I'm I'm like that with the demon. Like, yeah. it's really good to look at. Yeah. I've maybe got so, like seven issues in, and I'm just like, do you have the trade? I do. I do too. It's Boy, so beautiful. Was, it is beautiful, man. It is a. But I won't take away from what he did, and obviously this is Stan's day, so I'm not going to go in depth. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, a lot of it is a bit unreadable. It could have been a but, nice editor yeah. could have came along and be like, you know what, maybe let's dial back a bit, or yeah. maybe so, this. Like so his his people, whoever he asked, like his friends to be editors. I kind of wish they would have kind of mm-hmm. tooted up or like, hey, check. Maybe and, this and, should be this, and 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 I think um, you know I, I think the, the idea of trying to edit Jack the King Kirby was probably very intimidating for a lot of people, where yeah. they were probably like, you know, oh Stan, this is great. Your you know your art looks great. I'm sure the story's fine, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm sure he didn't get 
told no a lot, given who he was. Like you know? maybe like a, a Bill Everett who was in the game around the same time Jack started would have probably told him like, you know what, mm-hmm. maybe dial back a bit, Jack. Or yeah. uh, I'm, I'm trying to think but who would be around. Are you talking back. about one item in particular or just the overall? Well, in this particular case, I guess the overall. I mean, I'm not saying every story was like that. Like I did generally like, like I think I like Forever People. Like that 11 mm-hmm. issues was pretty good. There was a couple of them that were just kind of like, where are you going with this? But, like, I would read the Fourth World stuff. And now I'll give it, like, a small credit. The collection I got that I'm reading from, they decided to publish it per month instead of per run. So it would be, like, January. So it would be um, Jimmy Olsen, mm-hmm. New Gods, um, Forever People, Mr. Miracle. And you just read that in a row. So it'd be, it's kind of confusing. So you're like, mm-hmm. you're reading one thing, and then you go to the next thing. Okay, next thing. I got gotcha. you. So I'll, I'll give it with that. But, yeah, it was just, some of it just was just very too much in my face. Like, yeah. I couldn't grasp on a single thing. Right. Very great ideas, very good, mm-hmm. like, science fiction ideas that, you know, even could last today. I think, what was it, uh, OMAC, uh, issue two, which was, like, you know, the mega rich, you know, can buy whatever the heck they want. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, gosh, that's not ripped from today's uh, <laughs> headlines, but okay. Yeah. So I kind of felt like if Stan, you know, Stan would have probably <laughs> dialed this stuff back mm-hmm. a little bit here and there to make it a little bit more yeah. tolerable. So, yeah, so I'm, I think, like I said, what we're saying is it's, you know, it should be a, a Stan and Jack idea, not like yeah. not necessarily like at odds. Type I think of thing. that so course has been corrected. I think even in the, like when you watch the adaptations to other mediums, mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. it now says that yeah, Stanley and Jack yeah. Kirby created yeah, well, by etc. I think they even go like boastful and just be like Marvel Universe created by Stan and Jack, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> might as well. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well. Um, Anyone have anything uh, anything else to to add or anything before we close up? Did we want to talk about the I, Bill? Maher I think Sean or the Bill. Ma- oh no, Bill Maher, no. We're already okay. we're already like well over an hour, and okay. I think that's just kind of we don't need to discuss that. Yeah, it's not worth it. yeah. anyone's time. It's not. Yeah, yeah he's not worth anyone's time. Yeah. At, at least <laughs> at least in this respect that yeah. you know he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, um. so. I was curious, uh, did anybody here actually get to meet Stan when he was at the comic convention? No, mm-hmm. saw him from a distance. I never, never, yeah, I never, never plunked down the 40 bucks. To yeah, I, I paid the 40 bucks. I wish I had. It was, yeah. a, it was a really nice, what? You should have worn your Yamagato shirt. Oh, I could have worn my oh, Yamagato shirt. Oh, mistakes were made. But yeah, uh, so <laughs> I had the name of the podcast on my old, my our, our old podcast on my shirt, um, and he just read it off like he's. It was like a yeah, my God, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was awesome. It was amazing, and he was really nice. And like we got shuffled by so fast, but it was I'm, totally worth. Yeah, it. Yeah, I remember being, it was a 2011. He was. I remember being there, and you could just hear his voice booming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, my my favorite Stan story. I never met him, but I did come close to him. <laughs> was in 2013 at New York Comic Con. I we were our table was an artist alley. Which if have you ever been to the Javits Center for New York? No, Comic-Con? no, no. All right, so it was like one like so the way it set up there was like there was like a side room. Like it's a giant convention center. 
there was like a room down at one side that was where Artist Alley was. And then there's the main hall. So now I was interviewing uh, like independent creators that had like their own section up in the main hall. Mm-hmm. So I'm going from walking from Artist Alley up and through the main hall, and it's like a big giant maze, just like any convention is. And so, and I know where I'm going, but it's still you got, there's all these people and everything. Yeah. It's just bonkers. And I turn a corner, and Stan is signing at a table, probably like me to Dan away. Okay. There. Wow. And I'm like, I wouldn't, I didn't even know he was there. I just go, Poop, and there's like, oh, there's Stan <laughs> Lee. Like, all right. <laughs> And like it's just a giant crowd of people, and he has this like army of like security around him. And they're like, "Move along!" I'm like, "I'm not here for him." But what, <laughs> and um, well, what what struck me was like his security team were all these like six foot five like perfect Aryans. Yeah, I'm like, "Oh my god, it's super soldiers!" <laughs> <laughs> Somehow he got him. Yeah, army of Steve Rogers. Yeah, yeah, that's what it. That's what it looked like. But yeah, just like that, that's like my favorite stand memory is just like that turning that corner near Comic Con and just like, oh, that time I stumbled upon Stan Lee. <laughs> yeah, I think if um, I, I never had uh, an, an in person uh, interaction or anything or experience with Stan Lee, but I do remember the first cameo in a movie I saw, uh, you know, of his, and it wasn't even a Marvel movie, it was. Mall rats. Mall rats. Yeah. 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 Yep. And I just I, I rewatched that a few days ago, like after, you know, his news of his passing, and and it's still it it just really warmed my heart to to watch that because to to hear him describe, uh, you know, creating characters and what they meant and and it it, it really was kind of like I don't I don't say dumbed down, but it was like it was for a moviegoer, like you know, to explain. Almost, you know, and it was just, but it's still, you know, it was nice to see him like, um, like younger, you know, he was, had a beard and, you know, he had like, his hair was a little darker and, mm-hmm. you know, it was kind of. See, we call him younger, but he would have been like. He still would have been like in his 70s. 70s. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, well, and that's, and that's the beauty of Stan. It's just like he, he, it was almost like he was ageless. Yeah. Even in his 90s, he was still youthful. Well, Todd McFarlane was posting stuff on Instagram up to like a couple weeks ago, like mm-hmm. two weeks ago or something like where he was like visiting Stan and like Rob Liefeld was visiting Stan. So mm-hmm. yeah, he never, it never felt to me like any point that he was infirm. No, no, there was you know, no like he's in hospice. Like it's, you know, right. Yeah. Like, Oh, there, you know, it's like a media blackout. Like no one can get next to Stan because he's not doing well. Or something, well, you know? There was that stuff with like the convention where they were like trucking him out at conventions and yeah. he was like looking a little frail and stuff. But yeah, I mean there was a lot. He of got like, a little dicey there in the last yeah, year and yeah. a half with his life, but right. like, it looked like I mean he seemed like he was like had found like a new you know a level again. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so so while not surprise a ninety five year old man dying is not a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, it did come out you know it, it, we weren't like oh it's happening you know it, yeah it was we, we weren't ready for unexpected. It. Yep. Which, in a way, I, I think it would, it's almost better that it happened suddenly rather than just, like, oh, yeah. knowing that he was, like, slipping, like, at, like yeah. a decline. It was almost like, I'm glad he just went. Yeah. Because I think it would have been sadder to know that he was in a hospital or in hospice or in a, in a rest home or something like that, mm-hmm. knowing mm-hmm. that he was just living out the rest of his days in that, in that way. So it's, it's you know... I, I hope that when he went, it was just, you know, quick. 
Yeah. And heck, he was still creating up until the day he died. I think I mm-hmm. saw like literally two days before the announcement, I think some sort of spooky show on Shudder that had Stanley's name on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I forget what it was called, unfortunately. But. And can you imagine, you know he's got to have like a storage unit or a warehouse somewhere full of <laughs> stuff. I mean, I, can you imagine how much stuff he has? Like, sure. a, like probably original pages and like issue like, you know, I'm sure he's he was not like a voracious collector of comics like the way we are, but I'm sure he has like number ones of everything. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure he has a, like a collection of comics that he, you know, from back in the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sure he's got a lot of original art and I don't know. I I, I think we're gonna see a lot of stuff coming out. Like once yeah. once oh, his estate certainly. is settled, you know, once his estate is settled, I think we're going to see a lot of hmm. like from the from the vault of Stan Lee comes, you know, these pages that would have never been seen before, or like here's some original, you know, here's some Kirby pages that have been you know in storage. <laughs> that he didn't return. Yeah, that he didn't <laughs> return. Yeah, sadly. <laughs> so, um, but you know he. He gave us a lot. I mean, there's you know, the, there's no there's no denying that. Yeah. He certainly gave us you know. He gave us a face that we can look at and say, yeah, mm-hmm. that's comics. He yep. was he was Uncle Walt. He was Uncle Stan. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Okay. Well, I think that uh, that that, that pretty much sums it up. Thanks, Sean. Enough said. Yep. Enough. There enough you said. go. Enough said. Excelsior. <laughs> All right, so this has been uh, a very special episode of <laughs> Comic Book Pit. This has been episode 297. Uh, I'm Dan. I'm Sean. I'm Jared. I'm Link. I'm Kate. And we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>